Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 22. So glad that you could be along on this episode again, listening to the Word of God. It's exciting to see uh, and hear about how many people are taking the time to do this. And I hope and pray that this is a great blessing to your heart and your soul and your mind. Today's theme is the the struggle to obey, the reality that to be obedient to God, as we see in the life of Moses, uh, in Paul's writing in the book of Galatians, that to be obedient is a struggle. It requires effort, but it also requires a reminder that God is who he is, and we are called to obey him even when it's difficult. And so let's see how this works itself out, chapters 4 to 6 of Exodus and Galatians chapter 6. So we begin today with Exodus chapter 4. And we're picking it up in the middle of a conversation that Moses is having with God, where God's sending him back to Egypt, and Moses is, in a sense, making excuses as to why he isn't qualified or he can't obey and do it. Exodus chapter 4. Moses answered again, And if they do not believe me or pay attention to me, but say the Lord has not appeared to you, the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. The Lord said, Throw it to the ground. So he threw it to the ground, and it became a snake, and Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, Put out your hand and grab it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. That he may, that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has appeared to you, said God. The Lord also said to him, Put your hand into your robe. So he put his hand into his robe, and when he brought it out, there was his hand, leprous like snow. He said, put your hand back into your robe. So he put his hand back into his robe, and when he brought it out from his robe, there it was restored like the rest of his skin. If they do not believe you or pay attention to the former sign, then they may believe the latter sign. And if they do not believe even these two signs or listen to you, then take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take out of the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not an eloquent man, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave a mouth to man? Or who makes a person mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So now go, and I will be with your mouth, and I will teach you what you must say. But Moses said, O my Lord, please send anyone else whom you wish to send. Then the Lord became angry with Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he can speak very well. Moreover, he is coming to meet you, and when he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. So you are to speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And as for me, I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you both what you must do. He will speak for you to the people, And it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were his God. You will also take in your hand the staff with with which to do the signs. 
So Moses went back to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him, Let me go, so that I may return to my relatives in Egypt and see if they are still alive. Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. The Lord said to Moses in Midian, Go back to Egypt, because all the men who are seeking your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and sons and put them on a donkey and headed back to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the staff of God in his hand. The Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the wonders I have put under your control. But I will harden his heart, and he will not let the people go. You must say to Pharaoh, This is what the Lord has said, Israel is my son, my firstborn. And I said to you, Let my son go, that he may serve me. But since you have refused to let him go, I will surely kill your son, your firstborn. Now on the way, at a place where they stopped for the night, the Lord met Moses and sought to kill him. But Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off the foreskin of her son, and touched it to Moses' feet, and said, Surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So the Lord let him alone. At that time she said, A bridegroom of blood, referring to the circumcision. The Lord said to Aaron, Go to the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went and met him at the mountain of God and greeted him with a kiss. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs that he had commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron went and brought together all the Israelite elders. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people, and the people believed. When they heard that the Lord had attended to the Israelites and that he had seen their affliction, they bowed down close to the ground. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, has said. Release my people so they may hold a pilgrim festive feast to me in the wilderness. But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him by releasing Israel? I do not know the Lord, and I will not release Israel. And they said, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us go a three-day journey into the wilderness, so that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God, so that he does not strike us with plague or with sword. The king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you cause the people to refrain from their work? Return to your labor. Pharaoh was thinking, the people of the land are now many, and you are giving them rest from their labor. That same day, Pharaoh commanded the slave masters and foremen who were over the people. He said, you must no longer give straw to the people for making bricks as before. Let them go and collect straw for themselves. But you must require of them the same quota of bricks that they were making before. Do not reduce it, for they are slackers. That is why they are crying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Make the work harder for the men so they will keep at it and pay no attention to lying words. So the slave masters of the people and their foremen went to the Israelites and said, Thus says Pharaoh, I am not giving you straw. You go get straw for yourselves wherever you can find it because there will be no reduction at all in your workload. So the people spread out through all the land of Egypt to collect stubble for straw. The slave masters were pressuring them, saying, Complete your work for each day, just like when there was straw. The Israelite foremen, whom Pharaoh's slave masters had set over them, were beaten and were asked, Why did you not complete your requirement for brick-making as in the past, both yesterday and today? The Israelite foremen went and cried out to Pharaoh, Why are you treating your servants this way? No straw is given to your servants, but we are told, Make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your people. But Pharaoh replied, You are slackers, slackers. That is why you're saying, Let us go to sacrifice to the Lord. So now, get back to work. You will not be given straw, but you must still produce your quota of bricks. 
the Israelite foremen saw that they were in trouble and they were when they were told, you must not reduce the daily quota of bricks. When they went out from Pharaoh, they encountered Moses and Aaron standing there to meet them. And they said to them, may the Lord look on you and judge because you have made a stink in the opinion of Pharaoh and his servants so that you have given them an excuse to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Lord, why have you caused trouble for this people? Why did you ever send me? From the time I went to speak to Pharaoh in your name, he has caused trouble for this people, and you have certainly not rescued them. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see that I, what I will do to Pharaoh, for compelled by my strong hand he will release them, and by my strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord. I was not known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as resident foreigners. I have also heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore tell the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from your enslavement to the Egyptians. I will rescue you from the hard labor they impose, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments." I will take you to myself for a people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from your enslavement to the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give to you as a possession. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and hard labor. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he must release the Israelites from his hand. But Moses replied to the Lord, If the Israelites do not listen to me, then how will Pharaoh listen to me, since I speak with difficulty? The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge for the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. These were the heads of their father's households, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanak and Palug, Hezron and Carmi. These were the clans of Reuben. The sons of Sibian, Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Hoahad, Jachin, Sohar, Shaul, and the son, of a Canaanite woman, the son of a Canaanite woman. These were the sons of Simeon. Now these were the names of the sons of Levi, according to their records. Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. The length of Levi's life was 137 years. The sons of Gershon, by their families, were Libni and Shimiah. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Isar, Hebron, and Aziel. The length of Kohath's life was 133 years. The sons of Merari and Mali and were Mali and Mushli. These were the clans of Levi, according to their records. Amram married his father's sister, Jochebed, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. The length of Amram's life was 137 years. The sons of Ishar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikri. The sons of Aziel were Mishael, Elasven, and Sithri. Aaron married Elishabed, a daughter of Abinadab and sister of Nashon, and she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasath. These were the Korahite clans. Now Eliezer, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phineas. These were the heads of the father's households of Levi, according to their clans. 
It was the same Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said, Bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their regiments. These were the men who were speaking to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, in order to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. It was the same Moses and Aaron. And when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I am telling you. But Moses said before the Lord, Since I speak with difficulty, why should Pharaoh listen to me? That's where we're going to leave the story. Uh, You can see this back and forth between Moses and God and the people, the struggle to obey. And here we leave it off to pick it up again next time. And we conclude today by reading Galatians chapter 6, the last part of this letter of the Apostle Paul to the church in Galatia. Brothers and sisters, if a person is discovered in some sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness. Pay close attention to yourselves so that you are not tempted too. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he he deceives himself. Let each one examine his own work. Then he can take pride in himself and not compare himself with someone else, for each one will carry his own load. Now the one who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with the one who teaches it. Do not be deceived. God will not be made a fool, for a person will reap what he sows, because the person who sows to his own flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So we must not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not give up. So then, whenever we have an opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who belong to the family of faith. See what big letters I make as I write to you with my own hand. Those who want to make a good showing in external matters are trying to force you to be circumcised. They do so only to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. For those who are circumcised do not obey the law themselves, but they want you to be circumcised so that they can boast about your flesh. But may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that matters is a new creation. And all who will behave in accordance with this rule, peace and mercy be on them and on the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear the marks of Jesus on my body. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. So ends the book of Galatians. uh, Galatians, And just again, notice there's this struggle going back and forth. The Apostle Paul is describing it. But in the end, the power, the strength to fight the good battle, to obey, comes from looking back to Jesus who obeyed in our place and took the cross for our disobedience. And in finding him and trusting in him, there is new life, new creation, new power, to live an obedient life. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You